In this episode, we're going to look at how to implement basic connectivity. I'll show you how to do it and have a discussion of the concepts along the way. We're, first, we're going to look at creating a basic switch configuration. Then we'll look at implementing basic connectivity by configuring IP addressing on the switches and PCs. When the IP addressing configuration is complete, we'll use various show commands to verify the configuration and use the ping command to verify connectivity between the devices. We'll look at performing basic configuration on a couple of switches, configuring the PCs, and then configuring the switch management interface. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kevtechify nation, and if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kevtechify. Let's get this adventure started. Implement basic connectivity. We're going to go through, set up some IP addresses, and make sure we can ping from PC to PC when we're done and ping the rest of our devices. Before we get started, I do want to say this address table up here, you will wind up using it several times throughout the lab. They'll, they'll have you refer back to it. I personally, I printed it out. It's right here on my desk in front of me. So I can go back and quickly reference it. You could write it down or you can just simply scroll back up. So here's our lab. Here's the instructions. Uh, when it talks about the addressing, use the IP address listed above. This is the ad addressing table. Here's our objectives. Configuring, configuring switch one and two, configuring the PCs, and then configuring the management interface. Saying we're gonna use show commands and ping commands to verify when we are done. Instructions. Perform basic configuration of switch one and switch two. Complete the following steps on S1 and S2. So part one, step one, configure S1 with a host name. Click on S1 and then click on the CLI tab. So I click on S1. Here there's two tabs up here. One is the CLI, one is the attributes. We want to be in the CLI, the command line interface. So we can do that. Here it says press return to get started, meaning two things. Your device is completely booted up and there was no stored configuration on there. There was no startup-config file on there. Go ahead and enter. We are in there and it works just fine. Enter the correct command to configure the host name. Once again, this is how these labs work. The previous lab, we gave you the command on how to go in and configure the host name. So you should have that written down in your notes or in, in a document on your computer. You go back and easily reference that. Because once we give you these commands, we're not going to give it back to you. We're just going to say do it. So you, if, if you think you're going to um, remember it in the future, you don't need to write it down. But right now, we're just learning. I highly suggest you write it down. Now, in order to configure the host name, we need to get into global configuration mode. How do we do that? Config T. Nope. We needed to go into privilege exec mode first. So we type enable. Now we're in there. Now we do config T. And there we go. We are in our global, or we're in a privilege exec mode. We are in our global configuration mode. From here, we can set up our host name. The command, once again, was host name, space, and then the name we wanted. Here, they told us we want capital S, then I. Step two, configure the console and encrypted privilege exec mode password. Once again, we do this from 
global configuration mode for the console password we have to go into the line on zero set our password password to Cisco we have to tell it to use it on login then we can exit out now to set up our privilege exec password once again so when we type enable and get into privilege exec mode it's enable and then we could either do password or secret at this point in time password would store the password in clear text secret would encrypt it right now we're going to put it in clear text so that would be password and then they want us to use class as our password step three verify the password configurations for s1 how can you verify that the passwords are configured correctly well you could log out and try logging back in or before i would do that i'd want to verify that the passwords were right and so what i would do is i would do a show run and config you have to exit out get out of global configuration mode into privilege exec mode hit enter give me a little bit working space here and then show run gives us a show running dash config and in here we can see that my enable password is set to class that's what they asked for over here and then that my line my console password my, my line con zero is set to cisco that's what they asked for in step 2a so we confirm that so how can we do that show run step four configure a message of the day banner something appropriate like authorized access only violators will be prosecuted now in order to do that we need to get in global configuration mode and the command once again look this up in your notes i highly recommend you have notes banner message of the day m-o-t-d put in a delimiter we will use the at sign authorize access only violators will be and then once i have my what i want displayed in there i have to put the ending delimiter which is the same one and once again, I use the at sign and I go ahead and hit enter at this point in time. So that sets that up. Next command is what command or save your configuration. What command do you use to accomplish that? Well, that was the, the simple copy command copy. And then we take what's in our Ram and our running configuration. And then we copy it to a location. So copy from two from our running configuration into our startup configuration. So copy, space run, space start. Once again, we shorten it down a little to its unique characters, a little bit easier to type in. I hit that and oh no, I got an error here. What's the problem? Well, either I can't spell copyright or there's something wrong. Oh, look and see what mode we're in. We are in global configuration mode. Copy only works in privilege exec mode. So if I exit out, 
takes me down to privilege exec mode. Once again, I hit enter, give me some clear working space. And now I do my copy, run, start here, hit enter. There we go. That's what we're used to. So take the default, what's in brackets. Yep, we want it to be named startup-config because that's exactly what the operating system is going to look for. And we saved it off. So what command? And actually, you had to enter two commands. First command was exit. Second command was copy, run, start. Repeat steps one to five for switch two. Okay, so go up here. Configure, and now once again, we're doing switch two. So I'm gonna close this configuration, click on S2, bring it out. Configure the correct host name. So log in here, enable, get into global configuration mode. So host name, tab completion. Once again, learn to use the shortcuts, makes your life a little bit easier. And we want to name it, not not S2 or not S1, but we want to name it S2 because we're on a different switch. Now we go in and we want to set our passwords. So line on zero, password of Cisco. The word login, so we apply to our logins, exit out. Now apply class for our privilege exec mode. So when we type enable, so that's enable. And I'm going to use password again, because that'll be in clear text for right now. And of class. So that's set that password. And confirm it once again, type in exit. Oh. Show run. Here's our password is Cisco. If we scroll up, password of class. That looks good. Step four was make banner message of the day. Global configuration mode. Banner, M-O-T-D, message of the day. We will use the ampersand, the shift seven key. Authorized. Access only. And we have to have the same delimiter. I'm using the ampersand. There we go. Confirm it, type in exit, and then copy, run start. Gives us there. Hit enter to take the default and we're done. As you saw, every time I type in copy run start, I'm just so used to hitting enter twice. I did that subconsciously, you'll probably get to that point. So step six, repeat steps one through five, done. Now, we're going to go and configure our PCs. Once again, this is a virtual in a simulation. So click on PC one, then click on the desktop tab. So I clicked on PC one, and then it said click on desktop tab. Talking about these tabs up here, once again, we have desktop, we have programming, we have attributes. We want to be on the desktop tab. Click IP configuration. So in, in here, there's IP configuration. Thing is that's what we do most on these in this simulation. They have it being one of the first, first things to click on. I go ahead and click on that. And then this is a configuration. Very similar to what you actually see inside of Windows to configure your IP addresses. They give us some information. Here it says, according to that address table above, that's what I showed you earlier. I printed mine out, so I got it right here. 
the address is this, subnet mask is this, enter this in. So over here, because we are entering it in, I want to make sure I'm on static, putting in the IP address, so 192.168.1.1, and then the subnet mask. Most of the time, the operating system, this here, takes a good guess on what your subnet mask is. So as soon as I clicked in that field, it pre-populated with it. There we go. That entered that information in. What we do is close out the IP configuration window. So up here on the IP configuration line, go ahead and click close. I close the PC1 configuration window. Now it says repeat steps 1A and 1B for PC2. For PC2, sorry about that. Click on the IP configuration window, enter it in. But this was the IP address for PC1. So I refer to my handy chart I printed out. You can scroll up and look at it. The IP address for PC2 is 192.168.1.2. Now, once again, I'm going to show you that it's going to pre-populate the subnet field here. And you don't have to type it. So all I'm doing is I, I, I'm moving my cursor over to the far right side of that. I click once and bam, it's pre-entered in there. I didn't have to type in anything for it. Most operating systems will do that, and it's a nice shortcut to get used to when it does that. Windows does that, Packet Tracer does that for you. So go ahead and close the IP configuration window, close it again. Now we're gonna test connectivity. We're gonna test connectivity to switches. Click PC1, there we go. Close the IP configuration window if it's still open. We close that already. In the desktop tab, click the command prompt. Right here is the command prompt. This is what you'd get on a Windows box. Very good simulation of it. This is what it looks like. Does look like command line. And actually that's probably, a lot of people do consider this command prompt to be the same as a command line. You're entering in everything as text. And what they want you to do here is type in the IP address. 192.168.1.253. If we look at our handy dandy little sheet or scroll up, 1.253 is the IP address of switch one. So they want us to ping it. So we go ahead and put the word ping in there, put a space, and then we type in the address 192.168.1.253. And it goes and it tries to ping. It says request timeout. Oop, sorry. Request timeout. Takes several seconds, but it's gonna air out four times. Now, were you successful? Well, it's saying request timed out. And if we give it one more failure, there, we'll look down here. We have four packets on our packets. We have four sent, we have zero received, we have four loss. We have 100% loss on our ping. So nothing was successful. So were we successful? Definitely not. No, we were not. Why not? Well, if we think about it, and I'm gonna close this window right here. I'm gonna click on switch one. Remember when we got into it, there was nothing configured on switch one. What happened here is there's no IP address configured because you just came from an initial configuration for that. And what we have to do is we actually have to go and set that IP address. But right now we weren't successful because the IP address wasn't configured. The address not configured on S1. One, if we tried to ping S2, would it work? Probably not. 
Actually, no, it won't work because it's not configured. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Okay, so we can move on to part three here. Configuring S1 and S2 with an IP address. Now, normally traffic doesn't stop at a switch. It passes through it. It goes from one computer to the switch to another computer or to the router or another part of your network. But sometimes you want to be able to manage it and manage it from your office. You have to put an IP address on it. Now, the ports don't get an IP address. The VLANs, the virtual LANs get one. And, and we'll explain a little bit more in, in an episode that I have coming towards you. But what we're going to see here is we're going to set up this IP address on this virtual LAN and then we'll be able to ping it. Uh, switches can be used as plug and play devices, meaning don't need to be configured them. And that's what I talked about passing traffic through. You don't have to put an IP address on there. In this case, why would we configure an IP address? Like I said, to manage it remotely. Ooh, management remotely. You can sit in your office, put your feet up, and you can connect into that switch anywhere in the world, whether it's in your office or halfway around the world, you can connect into that. Now, let's use the commands here that they're telling us to go in and configure an IP address on there. Notice this IP address, that's from our address table up above. So I'm gonna click on switch one here, make sure we're on the command face enter tab, hit enter, make sure we got a good connection, make sure that um, we are on switch one, because remember we changed the name here, because it'd be bad to put the wrong IP address on the wrong switch. Here we have this. Now, following our instructions, we type in config T, configure terminal, once again gets us in global configuration mode. Now we want to go into the interface, and once again I told you we're going to be configuring the interface of VLAN 1. So INT, we don't need to type more than that, or you could type INT and hit tab, like I did right there, and then VLAN 1. Oh, got a bad command. I forgot the one in there. There we go. So now our command prompt changed. It says config-if for our command prompt. Once we're in configuring that interface, this is where we put the IP address. So the command is IP address. And then we start adding in options after that. So first thing we put is the word address to let it know we're going to specify an address. That is 192.168.1.253. Once again, that's from that addressing table up above. And then we need to put in the subnet mask. 255.255.255.0. Now, these are the same components that we did on the PC in that nice little GUI window popped up, but now we're doing this on a, on a Cisco device in the command line where we have to type in everything at this point in time. So go ahead and do this. One other thing you need to do with physical ports. With a physical port, by default, they're turned off. It's a security thing. Because let's turn off all of our ports out of this initial configuration mode. That way, you have to go in and you have to turn it on. You have to give somebody access to that. If it was on automatically by default, somebody could just walk up, plug in your network, and have access to everything. The keys to the kingdom. This way, you have to turn it on. You have to intentionally do something to do that. Now, if 
I was an engineer, I would have de designed this concept a little bit differently. But here, looking at how you turn something on. In a Cisco operating system, to undo something, you normally put the word no in front of it. Well, early on when they set up this operating system, they, in order to turn off a port or shut it down, they put the word shutdown in there and that turns the port off. Now to do the opposite of that, like I said, to do the opposite, you put the word no in front of it. And so in order to turn the port on, you have to do no shutdown. So for all physical interfaces, meaning VLANs, meaning Ethernet ports, serial ports, T1 ports, you have to do a no shutdown. Now, after I put my IP address in over here, I'm going to type in no and then space shutdown at that point in time. Notice we get a message. It now says VLAN 1 has changed up. We were in VLAN 1 here. We specified that. We did a no shutdown. We turned it on. And now the state went to up. At this point in time, this is where I normally hit enter. You, you don't have to hit enter, but giving me hitting enter gives me some clear working area so I know where I'm at. Then after I type in no shutdown, I type in exit. And exit again to get back to privilege exec mode. And so why do you enter no shutdown? To turn the port on. I can spell port. Turn the port on. Excellent. Step two, use the information in the address table to configure switch two with an IP address. Okay, so we're on switch one here. Let's close that off. Let's go into switch two, command line interface, enter. Oh, we're at, they're asking for passwords. So we set up Cisco as the password to get into our console. Now we need to get into privilege exec mode. So we type in enable. Ah, it's asking for another password. Remember how we did the enable password and then we put class there. So our password to get into privilege exec mode is class. I type it in. Notice how it, the cursor didn't move. That's something else to notice. That when you type in a password, that cursor doesn't move. So some people will think it's not working. It actually is at this point in time. Remember, no news is good news with Cisco. Now we're here. We can follow the instructions from up above to configure it. Once again, we're going to configure VLAN 1 with a different IP address. We're gonna get the IP address off of our little chart right here. Get into global configuration mode, config T. We wanna get into the interface of VLAN 1. INT, short for interface. Our, our command prompt here changes again. Do config-if, put in IP address, 192.168.1.254 base and then it's asking for our subnet mask 255.255.255.0 we have to turn the port on and once again to turn the port on is we have to do a no shutdown so no space shutdown there we go if we notice we can see that vlan 
one has now changed to up, but we just had that. But remember, we're on two separate switches. We are on switch one, now we're on switch two. So they're both up. I hit enter to give me a little clear working area, exit out, exit out. And there we are. That takes care of step two. Step three, verify the IP address configuration on S1 and S2. Use the command show IP interface brief command to display the IP address and status of all the switch ports and interfaces. You can also use show running dash config. Well, let's start off using show IP interface brief. Now, once again, you're not doing any configuration. You're just looking at information. So we don't have to be in global configuration mode. We can type in show IP enter base brief and it gives us out a reading of that notice we have the more sign here i'm gonna i'm gonna make this window a little bit wider so it wraps nicely but we have the more sign here enter takes you down one line or space takes you down a whole page and if you notice it gives us all the interfaces we had fast ethernets 1 through 24 we have a couple gigabit interport or a couple gigabit interfaces we notice they're all down. Status is basically the physical connection, meaning do you have green blinky lights? Protocols, meaning do you have the protocol set up correctly? What we're looking for is up and up. And then down here at the bottom of the list, this is VLAN 1. This is where we can check that VLAN 1 is configured correctly. Now, the command they had us entered was show IP interface brief. You can, once again, shorten that down. Show IP INT BR. Show IP int brief is what it is. And it's the same command again. Once again, just getting it a little bit shorter, easier to type in. So switch to, everything's fine. Got the right IP address. It both says up and up. There we go. Now let's jump over to switch one. Make sure we have it configured correctly. Show IP INT space BR and enter. Make this window a little bit wider so it prints it out nicely. Hit the space bar, scroll all the way down, and here's our VLAN 1. Once again, it's the right IP address, 192.168.1.254, and it's physically up and our protocol is up. So we have done that successfully. In step five here, we're going to verify our network information. And, and we're going to use the ping command to do this. And we're going to ping from one PC to all the other devices, and we're, we're going to ping around here. And, and make sure that we can reach everything. If we can ping it, we're assuming that we can reach it and do all the other configurations that we're gonna learn in the rest of the series. Click PC1, move that over, click the desktop tab, we're on. Then click on command prompt right here, opens up our command prompt window, that's what we had up before. Ping the IP address for PC2, so ping and then once again, I'm looking at my handy dandy sheet I printed off, or you write it down, or you can scroll up. Ping PC2, 192.168.1.2. Does it work? Now look at that. That is much different than the time above it. Here, we're saying we're getting a reply from that IP address, which was PC2. We sent 32 bytes. It took less than a millisecond, and then there's a time to live. Millisecond is how quick it was. Time to live is sort of how many devices, how many 
routers, different networks has it gone through. And we're going to talk about that later on in the series. But right now, we're seeing that we got four replies back. So if we look at the ping statistics down here, for when we pinged 192.168.1.2, it's saying we sent four packets, we received four packets, we lost zero, we had a 0% loss. So we're saying it's successful. Now, sometimes when you do this, the ping will fail on the first one and then work on the next three. What happens here is the routers in your path have to learn the route to get to the destination. Maybe the first ping doesn't work and then the next three do. What I would do is I would ping it a second time. And once again, in the Windows operating system, the up arrow key is your friend. All I'm gonna do is hit the up arrow once, gives you the ping command, I hit enter, and it's gonna ping those. And it works. So if the first one or maybe two didn't work, I'd ping it a second time just to verify it, that you get 100% completion, 0% loss at that. Okay, step 5D, ping the IP address for switch one. So ping, then the IP address, once again, off my handy dandy little sheet of switch one is 192.168.1.253. Oh no, there it is. I told you that first time it didn't work, second time it did. Now I'm gonna hit the up arrow once and we're gonna ping it again. And there we have 100% completion. That's what I was talking about. It needed to learn where that IP address was and get that communication working. On step 5E, ping the IP address for switch two. Once again, looking at my handy dandy sheet, the word ping, 192.168.1.254. Once again, it might fail out the first time. There we go. We had a 25% loss. We lost one packet. Let's try that again. Galp arrow, hit enter. And there we are. We are at 100% through 0% loss, and it works great. That was episode 2, Packet Tracer Lab 2.7.6, Implement Basic Connectivity. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a 5-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.